Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last time on The End of Time and Other Bothers. So maybe my calculation was a little bit off. Ananka, we're 60 years off. Does Blatt like fairy cake? We will do a spicy fairy cake. And she just starts to meditate. You heard this most beautiful voice in the world say, Cheesecake. This is the finest food stuff that I have ever tasted. And you are high as a kite (laughs) with a bazooka in the backyard. I make the best pleather cheesecake in all of Balgoria. She just shoves it into her mouth. You see Loxin and she smiles at you and you know you've been granted magical powers. I love you, Snaggle. You're my good friend, Stegel. Here's my dry cleaner coupon. Moira, I have faith in these three. Could you turn around, please? No are you, problem. Are you turned around? I'm turned Did around. You turn around. I'm turned around. Okay, I'm going to bend over to pick them up. Oh, Go look boy. over. First friend, sleep. We have to start them. We're too far behind now. Find me a story. A story that's going to be safe. Something simple. I have just the one. You guys all step through the portal and the world explodes into light, not dissimilar from the experience you had before, Darcy. For some of you, you were asleep during this experience. So as you are taking a single step, it's as if all time explodes into that single moment. And then as quickly or as long as that seems to have last, you step onto hard ground. It takes a little while for your senses to catch up to you. You're standing, all three of you, in a lush valley, leading up to a storybook castle that's not that far off. It's the foliage that really captures you. It's a green, deeper and more lush and more varied than any of you have ever seen, even in Farvoria, where you just were. The sky is just as vibrant, but there are two mountain peaks on each side of you coming up out of and making this valley. Only there's a strange silence that's broken by this squishing sound. And it's coming from some corpses just ahead of you in the muddy ground. A slightly disfigured head rises from one of the corpses and its mouth opens wider than should be possible. Flesh hangs from its exposed man-like form as it lets out a moan and starts to rise. And you see other heads popping up out of other corpses. Apologies. The End of Time and Other Bothers. 
an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Albus Salix. Your game master is Sean Howard, with players Michael Howie, Carter Siddle, and Marisa King, and special guest Maggie Mackar. Episode 6, The Riddle, Part 1. Well, I'm out. Good luck to you. I'll simply continue walking in this direction until I find something that isn't terrifying. Uh, good day to you. Flat, hold up. They said this would be easy. We, we just have to figure out how to get to that castle, I guess, in the distance. Oh, it's very simple, yes. You go to the magical storybook castle by, oh, just having a little interaction with the undead. A good day to you. So the 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 creatures are now three of them have stood and are moaning as they shamble towards you. And they are flesh is hanging off of their bones. They're sort of gray, like they decomposing and they're shambling towards you and they're stumbling over those bodies, which are tripping them up a little and they're heading your way. They're only about 25, 30 feet away. Okay, I have a spell called Speak with Dead. Do these Things count as dead? These are ghouls, are they not? Flesh-eating. Perhaps not the undead. Do you think they want a fairy cookie? Yes, this would qualify as dead. Okay. So, can I use speak with dead? Sure. What's it say? It says, a corpse converses with you briefly. It will answer any three questions you pose to it to the best of the knowledge it had in life and the knowledge it gained in death. Okay. So you're going to okay. cast a spell? Yes. What do we see happen when you cast a spell? Anything? Um, I think my hair just stands on end a little bit more than it usually would. And my eyes glow a little yellower. But I think that's about it. It's fairly subtle. Okay, you okay. all. the rest of you see these, whatever they are, disfigured flesh-eating things pause. And they all swivel their heads onto Darcy. And they're just frozen staring at Darcy. Um, uh, excuse me, um, what is this place? Darcy looks confusedly at her two companions, thinking maybe that wasn't the best first question. Good, brains we'll find out Brains, must eat brains. I don't think they're going to have much to contribute. I, I would like to keep my brains, please. Yeah. Miss Darcy, could we keep my brains? I can only speak with them. I can't do anything else. Well, could you maybe ask them if they would prefer someone else's brains over mine? Okay, okay, okay. Can the fairy keep his brains? The what? Oh, wait, great. They're maybe both they do dead understand. and very stupid. Okay, wait. I just, I just have one last question. It's got to be a good one. Um, is there a way around you to the castle. Suddenly their voice changes and you notice their eyes go completely black. Like like as if for a second you feel like the, the light and the green around you is being sucked into their eyes. It's this weird flash you get. And you hear a different voice say, who are you? Interesting. Kill them all. And then it snaps out, and they all start shambling forward towards you, uh, reaching out. I think we're in trouble. And what do you guys do? I am going to climb a tree. <laughs> okay. You're going to run for a tree. 
actually, um, Darcy, join our small companion in tree climbing. I believe I have an idea. Try to get as far away from the shambling undead as possible. Okay, that's fine with me, and I scramble up the best I can up the tree after Egerton. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say you guys don't even need to roll. They're not that close yet. You guys run for a tree, each of you. Same tree, different tree? Same tree. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we need to stick together for yeah. moral support. Okay, here. they're madly scrambling for a tree, and Black, what are we doing? They're about 10 feet away, shambling towards you. They're past the corpses now. Once again, I must remove my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Blatt slowly begins unbuttoning his shirt, folding it neatly, placing it down on the ground, unfurls his wings, and flies up into the air. Once I get about, say, 30 feet above them, I call the bazooka. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to say there's a defined danger involved because they're like getting closer and closer. So I just see these zombies like, oh, brains. And you're like carefully unbuttoning the shirt, folding it on the ground. Let's roll defied danger, please. As you attempt to leap into the air at the last second. Oh, that's a three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you go to carefully set the shirt down. You turn and are about to leap into the air when one of them just like latches right onto you. Um, so you you basically don't even get fully airborne. Uh, you're sort of dragging one with you backwards. <laughs> um, what do you want to do, Flat? Well, after screaming very loudly, I believe Blatt's first... Uh, Option would be to try to kick the zombie hanging on to his one leg furiously in the face. Okay, let's roll an attack roll. Uh, you get plus one to dex. So I'll give you that since you're half in the air. All right. Oh, that's, a, that's an 11. All right, so that is a pure success. Tell me what happens. Well, I simply kick him once in the face. Perhaps part of his jawbone comes off because it's quite brittle, and he drops down to the ground amongst his shambling companions. I'll say you rolled so well that the second one of them drops down onto the one that fell and starts eating him, and the third one, however, keeps coming for you as you lift into the air. Well, hopefully all three of them are now sort of in the same general area, so I'll call my bazooka and then aim for the center of the little group. Call for Bazooka, do it, give me the call. Bazooka! And so a Bazooka begins to flow right into your hand, the trigger right under your finger, the screen pops up and you center it on the, the zombies and give me a roll, volley roll. That's an eight. Plus one. Plus one, that's a nine. <laughs> so that's a partial success. So, uh, you basically blast it, right? You guys hear this roar as the jet kicks out and steam coming off of it as it fires down at them. Um, but it also blasts you backwards, and you see Blatt flipping head over heels off into the forest where you hear a crap. And roll your damage. Four points of damage. So it is blast radius, so you guys hear a whoosh, and you see fire roar up out where the zombies were, and that's what, a four? I think he got him. I think you're right. You should go check. 
What? Why don't you go check? Because I'm above you on the tree. <sighs> Fine. Right. And I start carefully crawling down the tree to the ground. Do you think Blatt's okay? What? Blatt, do you think he's okay? I'm sure he's fine. Okay, good. Okay, so Darcy, you see roaring embers. You smell cooking flesh. Very old flesh. So I ascertained that the zombies are down. Oh yeah, it's just a, it's like there's a little bit of movement in the pile, but not really. It's so I yell up to Egerton. It's safe now. You can come down. Okay, and I start climbing down, which I'm not going to be very good at. So, Blatt, you crash into the top of a tree. Oh, I think I'm safe now. (laughs) You hit the ground. And you take one hit point of damage. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I cut myself on brambles. I have bark in my pants. <laughs> you can hear uh, the, the Darcy and Egerton. They're not that far away. You you basically can smell burning flesh. Blot! 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 Where are you? Are, are you all right? I'm fine. I meant to do what I did in the tree. Well, you got them. You you did a good job. Yes, I've eviscerated dead people. Now, let us sally forth to the storybook castle, which appears to be in a time further in the past than when we were. A few more of these missions that perhaps we can witness the dawn of the universe. Jim Dandy, I'm having quite a time. You guys see Blatt step out of the foliage. He's dragging a bunch of, like, briars and trying to untangle. his. But he's, he looks quite good without his shirt, with his wings out. Can someone please hand me my shirt? Uh, I have some bad news for you, Blatt. It was incinerated along with the uh, zombies. Oh, the blast radius. Yeah. I didn't count. Yeah. But... What? Hey, uh, don't worry, buddy. You, you might need your wings again really soon. Vlad opens his wings out and crosses them in front of him, trying to hide as much of himself as he can. He's basically a head sticking out above wrapped wings. He basically looks like a walking bat with pants. <laughs> I was just going to say, like a, a right-side-up bat. A right-side-up bat with pants, Yeah. So when you kill undead, do they die or do they come back to life? I don't really understand how that would work. Well, I think when they get exploded, they're not really going to come back. Oh, that hand is still moving. Well, that's unsettling. Let's just keep moving. So as you guys step down out of the clearing and you start approaching a castle, you come across a beautifully paved road with cobblestones. It's a feat of some engineering because it stretches in both directions, right up to the castle and down off into the valley, rolling up and down, in and out, coming back in and out of view. And there is a very large sign uh, on the path towards the castle just a few feet ahead. I would like to read the sign. 
Okay, so Egerton, you're craning your neck up to read the sign. One must arrive. One I... must arrive. <laughs> Neither by horse or by foot. Neither by horse or by foot. Neither by road or by path. Neither by road or by path. If this person comes, if this person comes, the kingdom will be saved. The kingdom will be saved. If not, we shall all be destroyed. If not, we shall. I don't like this sign. By proclamation of His Excellency King Premier. Premier, Premier, Premier. I don't know. Do you know King Premier? No, I'm not familiar with the King Premier because I'm on the same mission as you. Well, maybe you read some extra briefing papers. I don't know. So, what do we think that means? I guess there's only one way to enter the castle, and it's not by foot. Or on the road that leads to the castle? Well, what about flying? Black can fly. Black, can we get on your back and fly? But you can't get on my back. I'm not that strong. I just did the zombie thing. I can't fly all three of us there. Oh, don't make me go ahead. You, you should probably go check it out. Uh, I don't know how well I'm going to be welcomed. Hello, I'm a half-naked demon. Do you have any problems with the undead? Because I was probably the cause of that. Well, wait, wait. Remember those medallions we were given? Maybe we should try and communicate and, and, and ask for some advice about this. Okay, okay. I'm going to try first. I'm going to try first. Uh, so I, I hold on to my medallion around my neck and I say, hello, hello. Nothing happens. Hello. Mine's broken. Did you try using the communications button? Oh, no, yeah, I knew the, bu the button. I was going to try and do it the, the hard way, though, because, you know, I wanted to save the buttons for later. So I'll, I'll do the button, though, now. So I, I push a button. You turn the dial to the communication setting? Yes. I turned the dial to the communication setting because we had a full briefing on how these work <laughs> and uh, try talking into it again. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Come in. Roger, over. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Who? How are hello. you? Egertin, it's you. Yes, it is me. How it are you? you? I am good. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm not too bad. There were some zombies, but Black blew them up, and then he got cut on a tree, and he has bark in his pants. I don't really know why Egerton. he's complaining. Do I, what? What? Oh, sorry, what? What? Yep. No, we <laughs> may have a situation here, Ananka. I am being given looks to report to you accurately what has happened and transpired. So from the beginning, we came here. My tummy was a little upset. I climbed a tree. And we're Blatt, skipping ahead. And, and we're skipping well, ahead. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I, uh, Blatt doesn't have a shirt on and he's got abs. Did you know he has abs? And then we are at a castle and there's a sign and the sign says some things about getting into the castle. Uh, there were zombies, but the zombies are blowing up now, I think. I, I really Just don't feel like... Just read her the sign. Oh, yeah. So I, I, uh, the sign says, and I read her the sign. And we cut. Blatt, Darcy, and Egerton, you are in your dorm room. It's an uneventful day. You can hear the sound of somebody trying to repair the lawn outside. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the school is pretty quiet. And what are you guys doing when you're just in your dorm room between classes? I'm laying on a bed, staring at the ceiling, nibbling on a fairy cookie, a purple swirly one. I'm meditating, trying to 
focus on these spells that I seem to have been given power over, but I have no mastery over them yet. So I'm and just, are you like on your bed? Or are you? I'm just. I think I'm just sitting on a cushion in the corner. Blatt's in his quarters, trying to avoid Snagel, because he still thinks that perhaps something untoward happened between him and Snagel while he was high on fairy cakes. Okay, so you're like in your little cot that you've claimed, and you've got all your shirts perfectly folded, and you notice one of your shirts is missing. Oh, now, who the... Couldn't be Egerton. He wouldn't fit in this. Might have been Darcy. I've noticed that she wears clothing that's far too big for her. That's it. Now try to question Darcy. She says she's meditating, learning spells, but as if she's going to be able to learn magic spells. I don't care what era this is. People cannot learn magic spells. Accountancy one can learn. Magic spells, I believe you cannot. So Black goes off in search of Darcy. Who is sitting in the corner of the same room. (laughs) (laughs) You sit up on your bed, determined Black, and there's Darcy sitting on the far side of your room. I thought this would be harder. (laughs) Miss Kimball, a question about my laundry. I don't answer immediately. Hello? I don't think you can hear you because you're so weird. You're here too? My my bed's right here next to yours. Uh, I was so obsessed about the loss of a shirt, I didn't notice that anyone else was here in the room. Miss Kimball! And he taps her in the middle of her forehead. Blatt! You know that I'm meditating. What are you doing? Yes, you're learning magic because that's a thing that's possible. One of my shirts is missing. So? So? You wear pants that are twice your size. I thought perhaps you had taken it. I didn't touch your shirt. Is it the one you're wearing? Because you're wearing that one if you're looking for it. I have more than one shirt. They issued us more than one shirt. You have more than one shirt. Yeah, and I'm wearing one of them. Is that the one you're looking for? No, I'm not looking for your shirt. I'm looking for my shirt. I've got an extra one if you need it. It might be a little small on you. It would be very small on me. Now... I don't know why you'd really want to wear one of mine, then. It doesn't make that much sense. So in the hall, you hear... You hear a little patter of feet and then a trip. All right. I'm sorry I interrupted you in your learning how to magic... Perhaps you could magic something where I don't have to talk to him. Well, I think I have an idea who might have your shirt. Yes, I don't want to talk to him. Could you please just meet him at the door? Come up with an excuse as to why I cannot talk to him right now. Sorry, Vlad. I think you got to face up to this sooner or later. Oh, what good are you in your magic? Go back to being unconscious while awake. Egerton. You and I have always been close, and I think maybe you could do me this solid. Just go up to the door and just tell him that I'm not here, and he should look far away. Okay, I can do. I I can do that for you. Thank you very much. I will simply hide under my cot, and when he's gone, I will reveal myself. Okay, okay. Excellent. I, I, I walk over to the door and open it, and I see Sneagle 
Sneagle is standing there in a shirt that is eight times too big for him, and he trip keeps tripping, and he's like makes his way to the door. Finally, he's like, "Oh, Egerton, is Brad here? I want to show him. I put the shirt on like he said. He said Sneagle should wear shirt. Sneagle wearing it's a little big, but oh, and he's flapping his arms, and the sleeves are just like flying around as he flaps his arm." I, I I was not supposed to tell you that Blatt was uh, in here, but I'm pretty sure he's more interested in getting his shirt back. And now that you found his shirt for him, why don't you come in? He's hiding under his cot. I think oh, he's looking for I his hair. Oh, shirt back. It doesn't really fit. And so Snaggle comes like, and he trips, and he like hits his head, like just face plants right inside oh, the door. Oh, jeez, that looks oh, like it hurt. Ow, oh, sorry. Geez. It's total hard to walk in this. Uh, here, maybe we should take it off, and we can give it back to Blatt. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that. Oh, no, wait, I'm stuck. That's my tail. Oh, no. Oh, that's uh, my Oh, uh, okay, no, wait, uh, okay, right. oh, no, it's my foot. Oh, I think I ripped. Don't tell Blatt. Oh. I made a small rip. That's okay. Oh. We, we can fix okay, it. Okay, I'm free. Okay. So, Blatt, Blatt, come come out from under the bed. We found your shirt. We found it, Blatt. We see I a know. head come down. Hi, Blatt! Snaggle, Snaggle here. I help you get out, Blatt, here. I pull from your feet. Are you stuck? Snaggle, help! He's trying to, he's like not doing anything, but he's just like tugging at your feet. We have your shirt. I slowly get up. Grab my shirt from Egerton. Lean down into his face and whisper, I don't know how you had a job in our time. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, Snaggle had a job. I was so excited about the shirt. Snaggle has to bring you all to the quartermaster today. Uh, yeah, oh, this is important. Oh, I think I was supposed to do it earlier. Oh, yeah, come. We have to go to the quartermaster oh, now. All right, all right. Snaggle, Snaggle. Obviously, this is something we're going to have to deal with right now. Yes, yes, we have to go to Morrison. Go to quartermaster right after breakfast. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yes, I, I understand that. But before we go see the quartermaster, you see, Sneagle, this has been a very trying time for me. I've been thrust backwards in time. I've been told oh, that. Oh, yeah. He starts like he wraps his arms around you. Oh, give hug. Oh, Snaggle, feel no, for blood. Oh, yes, that's, that's yes. I oh, give leg hugs. Very good. Leg hugs. But see, that is the part of the problem. See, I'm concerned that perhaps due to my overwhelming fear and loneliness in the situation that I am in, and the oh, fact that no, no, no. your friend, no, never be lonely ever again. And again, that's part of the problem because I'm concerned that yesterday during. A moment of weakness that oh, perhaps... Oh, Snaggle sang the friend song. Yes, well, that's not a euphemism that I'm aware of, but I believe you and I sang the friend song <laughs> and that that was very wrong and that we what? should not do that again. I apologize to you small imp from a previous time with a lower education than mine. You know Snaggle friend? I believe perhaps that we could get to a point where we could be friends, yes, but... Oh, good! I, Snaggle do that! Snaggle no, be friends! Yes, but singing what? the friend song is not something that should occur again. I'm sorry, it's... Oh. I was in a bad place, and it shouldn't Friends have happened. Our secrets. Uh, 
Well, we're saying this in front of the two of them, so I'm not sure how much of a secret that is. What, but... what, what is their friend song? How does it go? No friend song! Gotta, oh, we have to go! I snaggle understand! Excellent. All right, so we'll pretend that that never occurred and that we're simply trapped in a previous time where we are solely responsible for saving the entire multiverse. Good! Very good. Snaggle's best friend ever! And... In a while, yes. Perhaps you can be Egerton's friend for a while, or Darcy's compatriot. <laughs> no, or... just evil ship! Ah, of course, yes. So, let's see what the quartermaster has to say. So Darcy is collapsed on the floor laughing, <laughs> and once she recovers her breath, she gets up and follows the rest of you to the quartermaster. Okay, so you it's not hard, because you can hear Snaggle all the way down the hall. Don't they never say the song! No, the song, not the secret! Okay, and they're going off down the hall. I wouldn't be so superior. You think you can do magic. It's the beginning of the middle of the end of time. And other bothers. Okay, Marisa, take 37. Uh, this one is for Stitcher, and then we're going to go through the four lines. Uh, this time, though, I want you to really pep it up. Like, pretend you're riding a horse. And action. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening on Stitcher. Um, we're really pleased to have you listening to the end of time and other bothers. Uh, if you want to don't, I don't, is this, am I riding okay, English yeah, or cut, Western? Cut, okay, cut. No, I, I'm not really buying the horse thing. Okay, uh, let's try that again. Um, let's do Stitcher again. Let's get, let's get into the, you know, the patreon.com slash albusalix line. Okay. Right? Okay, let's get into that a little faster. Uh, so this time I want you to pretend you're a unicorn, a beautiful flowing unicorn. And action. Yeah, uh- Okay, um, uh, hey, thanks for listening on Stitcher. Uh, uh, if you would like to donate to our show, you can go to patreon.com slash albasalix. Ah, a rainbow of goodies awaits you. Uh, you can also rate and review and tell a friend. <laughs> okay, cut, cut. That was beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Marisa, that was great. That was great. Oh, beautiful. I've played unicorns twice before. Oh, it was really, I really like the nuance there. Um, you know, can can we do iTunes now? So, so the line's going to be iTunes. And, you know, I want... Want something a little, I don't know, a little more sensual for iTunes, right? Because it's sexy. Okay, and take 73, action. Thanks for listening on iTunes. Uh, we love it when you rate and review us, or even better, tell a friend. <laughs> okay, cut, cut, cut. No, I'm, I'm not buying I, it, Darcy. You know, can you pretend you're leaving your voicemail message at work? Oh. And action. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hi. Thanks for listening on iTunes. You can rate and review and tell a friend. And uh, I may be on vacation. At, uh, no, wait, sorry, that's my voicemail message. Um, rate and review and tell a friend. And uh, you can use hashtag other bothers when you talk about us. Right? No, sorry, I scared no, no, the no, line good. there. That no, didn't okay. work. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, shake it off. Shake it off. Okay, this time I want you to do it sexy and sensual, like you're leaving a voicemail message, but someone knocks on the door halfway through. And what? <sighs> Hi, thanks for listening on iTunes. Uh, you can donate at patreon.com slash You can also, what What the frick do you want? I'm doing a message here. They're supposed to, what? No, no, I'm not ready. God damn it. Cut. Cut. 
And so Snaggle takes you down to the first floor, uh, to a door, and he gestures at the door and goes, Oh, let's go make the lunch! And he scurries off, and the door says, Quartermaster. Darcy knocks on the door. Hello? Hello, it's the three people from the future. I just open the door. Okay. You see a really long room and a counter at the front. And floating off down shelves that seem to go on a really long way, you see this translucent form hovering in the air. And it's waving these iridescent tendrils that are flowing out all around it. And there are weird lumps sort of inside the translucent jelly-like body. And it spins as if noticing you or something and then begins to fly through the air towards you and the counter. Is that the quartermaster? I'm not sure, but I'm going to wait outside here and you can let me know. What? I scurry out. I, uh, oh, excuse me. And I try to get the attention of the tenderly being. A tendril sneaks out as it gets closer and sort of like caresses the side of your head. And I move away quickly. The tendril pulls away. Do you communicate? The tendril sleeks out towards your head. Okay, so I let it touch me this time. Okay, you just feel this instant connection and all these like energy flowing into your head. And it's like this whole conversation happens. And what goes through your brain? I am shocked that this is happening, that I'm able to communicate in this way with you another being. You see all these memories flashing past from your life. Which one jumps out? Um, I think I remember uh, the time I went to the park with my coworker from the cafeteria and uh, how we had a great time and uh, we played with these little sailboat things that were out there and uh, and it was a really bright, beautiful day and a rare day in Balgamar where we had vegetation around us and stuff. And that just jumps out at me. Okay. Suddenly the connection is broken. You suddenly realize all the tendrils were on your head and it, it flies off down the corridor and then it comes flying back to the counter and it's carrying all this stuff inside its gelatinous floating body and then it just explodes them all down onto the counter with a clatter and you see toy sailboats, you see some of the snacks you had that day in Prescore or whatever, you see uh, the basket that you guys took to the park or something uh, something like it. You see all that stuff gets dropped on the counter and it's just waiting. Um, guys? Are you still alive? I am, but I do not know what's going on in here. Are, are you gonna come in? Uh, Blatt's coming in, and Blatt gets a couple of little hands shoving his backside. Blatt, I, I don't get it. The, the tenderly thing touched me, and all these memories went through my head, and now look what's on the counter. It's it's stuff from one of my memories. Oh, I believe this may be a beholder. I read about these as a child. <laughs> what's that? Well... The book that I was reading about beholders in was actually more of a fairy tale type of... Uh... A tendril is reaching out for your head. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's very good. I have you know that uh, I've recently found out that I have some um, um, 
personal boundary issues. I don't know if us getting that intimate is such a good idea. Touches your head. Oh, there was an incident between me and someone else here that involved touching that led to uncomfortable. And days. suddenly you are reliving that whole incident with Snaggles singing the friend song. You actually see the whole scene play out, and it's just Snaggle there caressing your head, singing his song as you snooze, and then you see these guys show up, and then you give him a coupon and tell him to wear a shirt, and then all of a sudden the the tentacles rip. You realize you're almost encased inside this thing. All the tendrils pull off and it dashes down a corridor, comes flying back, and on top of all the stuff that it's dumped there for Darcy, it dumps out another coupon for a shirt cleaning. It dumps out uh, a half-eaten fairy cake. And what else did you guys have at that time? Oh, and like a bazooka shell. I'll land on the counter. See? Oh, yes. Yes, I see. I see that I didn't actually do anything with Sneagle. Thank you, beholder being, for giving me this information that I could have used half an hour ago. It wiggles a little, and it's like it's it's like leaning past you guys as if looking for the third person. I think it wants Egerton. Oh, we're going to give him what? Egerton. Just a moment, please, beholder being. And Blatt walks out in the hall, picks up Egerton what? by no, his pants. What, what, what do you no, do? you're I, going I, to get beholder. I, Everyone I, I, else had to be beholdered. You're going to be beholder. I don't want to be beholder. I, I didn't I, actually I, have sex with Sneagle. What? So I did a big production for no reason. I did not have sex with Sneagle. Why That's you, the point. That, but why and I just shove him oh, inside oh, the gelatinous beholder. <laughs> Here, get yourself beholdered good. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, so you shove. <laughs> basically, so Egerton, your head is shoved into this gelatinous floating fish-like ear jelly being, and the tentacles wrap around you, and you see all kinds of memories and feelings flooding you. Which one comes to the surface? Sitting in my apartment in Balgamar, looking at the beautiful crack on the concrete wall that I consider art and admiring it while nibbling on a uh, frosted fairy cake. Okay. All of a sudden, you you relive that moment. Like, you see that crack like you've never witnessed it before. There's a tear in my eye. And then suddenly, you're popped out of the being and it races down the corridor of shelves and then comes flying back and dumps out a frosted berry cake onto the counter and a brochure for a ride that you had remember picking up that day now. Oh, a fairy cake. And I pick it up and eat it. Roll fairy cakes. Roll fairy cakes. <laughs> that is an eight. Okay. Uh, you uh, you are fully healed, even though you already were, and you are confused because that what? is a partial success. So what? you now have remember the fairy cake. If what? you read the fairy, yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I fell for that, uh, and you are confused. Huh? I don't know if you're all going to be able to tell that he's confused. I couldn't. I have no idea. No. So what do you guys think is happening here? I where? don't. Here, where, in where? front of you. In front. Where? Who? Oh, what? it's the fairy cake, isn't it? 
Sometimes things go weird with Egerton when he has a fairy cake. I, like fairy I actually cakes. hadn't noticed this time, no. Uh, Look at this brochure. I want to pick up the brochure. And then I just start, so I, I pick up my sailboat and I wave it at the gelatinous mass. It waves one of its arms. I put it back down. It reaches out a tendril towards your head. And I back up. It pulls it back. And then I pick up the basket and I wave it. It waves some of its tendrils back at you. What does it want me to do with this stuff? It wants you to go sailing. Let's go sailing in this boat. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna take the boat and go sailing. Egerton, put the boat down. I, oh, the boat's what? too small. You can't go sailing in it. But it's so pretty. Put it down, oh. Egerton. You hear a voice from the hallway. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Are you all outfitted and ready? Cyrus, we're gonna go sailing in this boat. You should come with us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'll take that as a yes. Let's go. I have to take you to into the Nexus. Wait, wait, Cyrus, what, what's happening in here? What is this thing? What is this jelly monster? I think you just heard its feelings. What? And I look around to see if this it's is shrunk true. in a little. All of its tendrils are pulled in. Beholder. Please refer to it as a beholder. It Whoa. unfurls. I assume you've all met our quartermaster, Phil. <laughs> it is the quartermaster. So if you just want to load up with all your what you've been outfitted with, then we'll uh, I'll take you into the Nexus. Um, do you mean this sailboat? It's a rather unusual choice. I had a cookie, but I ate it. <laughs> well, if you'll just take whatever you're taking and come with me. <laughs> I take the brochure off the table and stick it in my fairy pouch. Uh, just a moment. So I believe what's supposed to happen is that if actual warriors came in here, they would think about warrior things, and the beholder would give warrior-type equipment. But since we are just three random future yabos, we've been given things based on those memories, such as sailboats, fairy cakes, and the knowledge that you did not sleep with a co-worker. We're all going to die, aren't we? Yes, more than likely. But at least I did not have sex with an imp. Why did you have sex with an imp? I did not have sex with an imp. But that you, is the point. Yeah, but you say that, and it makes me think that you probably did have sex I with an imp. I thought I did. It turns out I did it. The beholder, thank you, beholder, gave me the knowledge that I did not. And oh, Lord, I probably confused Snagle to high heaven. Okay, we're done with the snagle thing. Can we move on, please? Let it go, Blatt. Let it go. Oh, yes, let's move on. We have a sailboat with which to conquer evil. Let's move on. Okay, everybody in the boat, I'll drive. You step down some steps into an ancient library that defies geometry. There are shelves and corridors heading off in 360 degrees, upside down behind you, the ceiling. Everywhere you turn, it's as if everything orients to you and there's just uh, rows and rows of shelves with books. Every once in a while, you catch something moving or dashing past in the distance and it is very brightly lit. And in the center of the room at a table, you see Moira and she's speaking. So Moira, who you met earlier, mm -hmm. She is speaking to another woman who I'm going to put Mags on the spot and have her describe what she wants Ananka to look like. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't even warn okay. you about this. I didn't even think about it. So you see talking to Moira. Okay. And they see Ananka. And 
Her hair is a dark violet, like a sky after a storm. Uh, she wears a cloak of all black and uh, boots that sparkle like the universe. And they appear to have been in a heated argument when Moira stands up and waves a, hand, a shushing gesture at Adenanka and, and starts approaching all of you on the stairs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you all to the heart of the Nexus, the library. Thank you all for coming. I assume uh, you uh, made it to the quartermaster okay? We, we, we were there, yes. Good, good, good. So come, 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 come forward. Uh, let me, I'm sorry, let me introduce my sister, Ananka. Uh, hello. Hi. We quite enjoy your library. That doesn't make any sense. I like your shoes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Very pleasing to meet you. I apologize for bringing you all in uh, so early. My sister and I were just discussing it. We sort of need your help a little earlier than we normally would have, but 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 we we've we've found a a destination that is completely safe. There is no shattering, so it'll be a great first run for you all. So, in order to make this happen, though, we need to sort of get you out of the plebe status. So so as of today, you're all cadets. <laughs> Yay, cadets! Woo, I'm so happy to be a cadet. I wish I could write to my friends back in Balgamore and let them know that I'm a cadet now. It's a pretty neat promotion. I was never a cadet before, and I'm quite pleased to have a, a nice new title. Like okay, this. let's move on. And Thank I'll, you, Egerton. Uh, okay. okay. Let's get you all set up with medallions. And so she pulls open a drawer, and there's just drawers everywhere. She just pulls open this drawer that's suddenly in front of her, and she pulls out three medallions that are made entirely of this gray metal. And in the center is this giant stone that's like a, a colorless ruby, but giant. And she starts handing out one to each of you. I don't know, what's an example of a colorless stone? I guess a diamond. <laughs> a diamond. A ruby, which is defined ruby, by its color. Which is defined by its color. <laughs> but has Thankfully, color. Darcy gave me the look. Everyone else is like, we're going with it. But okay. No, I, 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 I was giving a look. I wasn't seeing too. the look. Okay. Ugh. So so she, so in the, well, we'll, just, we'll keep that. We'll just keep that. So she hold, she hands each of you a medallion, uh, one to each of you. She goes, this is referred to as an iced tea uh, uh, no, this is a piece of jewelry, not a refreshing summer drink. Uh, I'm just a little confused by the name. Uh, iced tea. Can I have a straw for my iced tea? Uh, oh, iced oh, is that a drink in your in your time? Yes. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. So uh, it's an integrated comms and transport device. You're going to see there are four settings here. So uh, the circle at the top, that is recharge. So if you want to just maximize the recharge on the device, you put it there. If you want to use it uh, as a comms to talk back to us, in this case, you'll be speaking with Ananka on this mission. Uh, you'll turn it here to this setting for comms. Okay. At the end of your mission, uh, you will turn it here to transport and basically press in, and that should transport you back. And then this final is the new setting, which is part of the whole new plan that I told you about. And this is a detect so it will detect if the shattering is in where you're going. Okay. Well, this is all very simple. I don't see how anyone, when using this at a future point, could be in the least bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, do keep in mind that if you leave it in detect, it will drain right the battery and it will need to recharge. Okay, so it it will recharge slowly, but just keep that in mind. But Oops. we won't need to use detect because you're sending us to a place that has no shattering today, correct. right? Correct, correct, correct. This timetable has been slightly accelerated due to certain forces at work. And she gives Ananka interesting glare at that moment. Now, what we're going to be doing is sending you on your first mission. You will be traveling into a story verse. Um, this library tracks all of the stories in existence. So we have taken a story that Ananka assures me through her sight is free of the shattering. And you will just be going into it to retrieve something of significance from that story. So this will just be a nice dry run to get us all going again. I have a picnic basket. Oh, that's lovely. I hear this world is quite lovely, isn't it, Ananka? It is beautiful, most beautiful. No, no, what I mean is that's all I have is a picnic basket and this toy boat, and you're sending us on some mission somewhere where we don't know what's going to happen, and I'm supposed to defend myself with a picnic basket? I'm not sure why you have a picnic basket, but, but it would be a lovely picnic. I hear it's quite beautiful here. It's uh, the mountains that you're going to. They're quite beautiful. You could have a nice picnic. Uh, just find an artifact from the story. You will be here to talk you through it, and then we'll bring you back, and we can debrief. So you're saying this should just be like a walk in the park where we could have a nice picnic, pick up some glowy device, and we're done. Yes. And we should be transported home. Oh, no, you will be transported home. There was only one case, and we've, we've fixed things since then, right, sister? Very long time ago. Everything now is 100%. And Darcy looks over at Egerton and just shakes her head. Uh, uh, what's a story verse? Our reality is made up of stories. They are more powerful than you may know. And so the shattering is working its way through corrupting all of these stories in the world, which is how your future came to be. So we are claiming back certain stories that we are going to keep out of the shattering's reach. And Ananka is working to help find those stories that, that, that will matter. We were just hoping to have a little more time, weren't we, sister? Indeed. Uh, nothing goes as planned sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mostly when it comes to boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't need to talk about that. Not in front of them. Very well. I don't mean to be impolite, but it seems that if you have... Is it Ananka? Is that correct? That's correct. Right. If you have Ananka helping us... She must have some special knowledge of all this. Why can't she go into the story verse and get the artifact? It feels like you don't even need us. That would be lovely. But we have to operate from here, the Nexus. We aren't allowed to directly influence. Oh boy. All right. I don't think we have much choice here. Grab your extraneous items that look like they're not going to help us in the least and let's go and do this thing they want us to do. I look into my pouch and make sure the brochure is still tucked in there nicely. <laughs> We've been promoted to a point where we're now allowed to die. I was able to keep it in my pants, so I say, let's go? What's the worst that could possibly happen? Well, to make you feel better, tell you what, we'll give you two silver beetles, okay? Well, I feel immediately better. 
Good. That's good. Love the confidence. What? So, um. Entire story verse the word sarcasm has never come up in any of them. <laughs> I do need to work on my sarcasm detection, don't I, Ananka? A little bit. Mm. Okay. Uh, so these are two intradimensional quarantine beetles. Uh, who would like them? I, I, this one I, looks nice. I like shiny things. There you go. Thank, thank you. Um, Darcy, I believe you know how to use a beetle. Yes, give me the beetle. You shouldn't have to use it, but but if you were to come across an influence of the shattering in that world you're going to, you can just stick this beetle on them, activate it, and it, they will be gone. Taken out of that world. I'm sorry, stick the beetle on who? Well, if let's say there was the shattering influence, I'm just saying there won't be, but you can just stick this beetle to whoever or whatever is influenced, and they'll be torn out of that world. Where do they go? We deal with them. That, okay. Okay, so Ananka and I will just take you now. I will take you to the Hall of Lore, and uh, any last questions we'll answer on our way. Hey, Blatt, do you want to bring an extra shirt just in case? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure this shirt will be fine. A hallway appears as Moira and Ananka lead you up out of the library. And it is a white hall that stretches as far as you can see. And all these doors start to fly down out of the ceiling and land on the walls and on the sides. And Moira steps forward and puts a key into a device in the center of the floor. And one of the doors to your left swings open. Okay, cadets, I'm sure you guys are all going to do fine, right, Ananka? Yes, my vision says yes. Don't worry, we have a boat. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just blackness inside the door. I don't know if you noticed, but this door doesn't actually go anywhere. So maybe we should, you know, try one that goes to So Darcy pushes Egerton through the Ah! door and follows. All right. Peace out. So says Blaine. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Your game master is Sean Howard, with Marisa King as Darcy, Carter Siddle as Blatt, Michael Howie as Egerton, and special guest Maggie Makar as Ananka. Dialogue editing and transcription by Michael Howie. Additional material and sound design by Eli McElvey. Story consultant, Laura Packer. Game consultant, Stephen Smith. Join our Patreon for behind-the-scenes information, access to our Discord server, and lots more. You'll find it all at otherbothers.com. So, Blatt, you come down in some trees. Uh, uh, you take one hit point. Uh, <laughs> one hit point. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you take one hit point of damage. Another hit point of damage. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuggett here. 
You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there.